we call uh, these next couple of days uh, the, the scripture or the theme of palm and passion. And, and that's what Mary Jo was speaking of. And, and thank you, Ben, for capturing in that, that as well in your uh, gifted musical way. So, church, here's what I'd like to do. I want to go to the Word of God as a way of preparing our hearts this morning for prayer, specifically John 12, 15. There's a, a way here, and these words can certainly help us to, to move us into uh, a time of communion with the Lord. So, if you would, please join me uh, and let us own these words together. Fear not, daughter of Zion. Behold, your king is coming, sitting on a donkey's colt. Amen and amen. Let us go to the Lord in prayer this morning, church. And as we do, O oh God, I, I pray in the name of Jesus that the word Hosanna might be on our hearts and on our lips. O oh God, for we know what is coming. Thanks be to your name, we also know the end of this story, and it is good, and it is something that uh, is absolutely foundational to our faith and our walk with you, O oh God. But before we get there, to the empty tomb, to the resurrection, we must face the reality that our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, must enter into Jerusalem. He has his eye on the cross. So, Lord, we speak that one word, Hosanna, this morning. And as we do, Lord, we offer these words. Oh God, on this holy day of Palm Sunday and Passion, we have so mixed feelings inside of us. We remember, O oh God, your son's triumphant entrance into Jerusalem. With the people shouting praises and waving palm branches. And we join with them, of course, with our own praises. And yet, and yet, O oh God, we remember too that this wonderful parade for your son becomes another kind of parade before officials and the booing crowds. And instead of the crowd singing his praises, they are shouting to crucify him. And our hearts, O oh God, are broken by those very shouts and the pain and suffering that he bore that day. And yet, we know that this is because of his choosing to enter Jerusalem. And taking the path that he knew that he was taking, there is hope, grace, love, and salvation for all. And there are still many, O oh God, in need of hope in our world. There are still many in need of your grace in our world. There are still many in need of your love in our world. And there are certainly many who still are in need of salvation in our world. So, Lord, in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, enter our lives, enter our churches, our cities, our countries once again today, O oh God. Heal us, transform us, renew us, 
draw us to you in this journey of Holy Week. Empower us with strength and courage and with the assurance that you are with us, world without end. And we ask this always in the power and the authority of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, who gave us the Lord's Prayer, praying together now. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen and amen. Church, I am turning now to the book of John, the 12th chapter this morning. Uh, This particular gospel text uh, captures the triumphant entry uh, that Jesus is taking into uh, the city of Jerusalem. So uh, it is something that I know will uh, bless us this morning on this Uh, Palm Sunday. So I'm going to ask, if you would, and if you are able, to please stand this morning out of respect for the good news of Jesus Christ. Hear now these words, the 12th chapter of John, beginning with verse 12. The next day, a great multitude that had come to the feast when they heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem, took branches of palm trees and went out to meet him and cried out, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, the King of Israel. Then Jesus, when he found a young donkey, sat on it, as it is written, Fear not, daughter of Zion, behold, Your king is coming, sitting on a donkey's colt. His disciples did not understand these things at first, but then Jesus was glorified. Then they remembered that these things were written about him and that they had done these things to him. Verse 17, Therefore the people who were with him when he called Lazarus out of the tomb and raised him from the dead, bore witness. For they heard that he had done this sign. The Pharisees, therefore, said among themselves, You see that you are accomplishing nothing. Look, the world has gone after him. Church, this is the gospel of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Thanks be to God. Amen and amen. And you may be seated. So, church, for for this morning, our uh, power word, and and I always uh, like to uh, take from the scriptures as I'm reading them, as I'm praying through them, and I just want to invite you to do the same thing. I I, I always want you uh, to take a 
power word from Scripture as you're reading from it, as you're gleaning from it. Maybe it's a verse so that you have it on your mind as you are living your day, as you're living your week, your month, your year with Jesus Christ. I think that's very important. You see, it has a way uh, of grounding us when you think about it. So the power word for the day, this Palm Sunday, is simply this, Hosanna. Hosanna. Hosanna is that power word. Now, I wanted to give you a little bit of context uh, around uh, this very important word of Scripture. So, I, I'm going to have some background posted on the screen. Uh, let, let, me, let me say this about the word Hosanna, okay? Hosanna, of course, is the English rendition of a Hebrew word called Hosanna okay, Hosanna, which is found, now get this, only in the book of Psalms, that being the 118th chapter in the book of Psalms, verse 25. We have it here uh, on the screen. Listen to these words in the book of Psalms. It says this, save now, I pray, O Lord. O Lord, I pray, Send now what? Prosperity, okay? Here's what's going on, okay? This word, Hosanna, in ancient times actually had a different context. It had different meaning than it does today. You see, Hosanna in its early formation was actually a cry of distress, okay, from a person, from a people. You see, in in this particular context, this is the Israelite people crying out to God. Now, who are they crying out to? They're not crying out to the sky, no. They're crying out to a power, okay, to a force, to a leader, okay, who is much bigger and stronger than they are you see? But actually, Hosanna, or the word that we know today as Hosanna, started out as a cry for help, a cry of distress. Another way that we can uh, say this word or think about this word in its ancient context is just simply this, Lord, please save us. Please save us. Now, like with a lot of things, like with a lot of words, as time went on, words evolve, do they not? People evolve. Civilizations, they evolve. So it goes, this word, Hosanna, to Hosanna. It goes from being a cry for help, a cry for distress, to actually being a greeting of sorts, okay? An offering of praise. A a way that we can think about this is uh, Hosanna was used as time went on as a way of addressing a king even, someone who is all-powerful, who is almighty, a greeting for a king or even a dignitary. So, Hosanna is just another way that you and, God, you and I in worship or in our daily living as we walk with Jesus can say, praise the Lord. You see, Hosanna and praise the Lord 
or Hosanna and Alleluia are the same thing. They're under the same umbrella of bringing praise unto the Lord. Now, I found this interesting. It's another way that, that we can think about Hosanna, and it's just simply this, and maybe we've heard this uh, in, uh, you, you, you know, on TV or have read about this, hail to the chief, okay? Hosanna, hail to the chief, hail to the king, to the almighty. Well, here, of course, in the context in the book of John, this is, in fact, a word, okay, or an acclamation of praise. And, and, and I want us uh, to, know, to know that. So, w within our biblical context here, uh, the people, of course, are gathered, okay, at the gates within the city of Jerusalem, and they are waiting, you see. They have this hopeful expectation, okay. Hosanna is filled in their hearts. Hosanna, you see, is on their lips, okay. They are ready to shout Hosanna. Why? Because the king, the son of man, the Son of God, Jesus Christ, is coming into this city. You see, he is entering into his final days before he goes to the cross at Calvary. So they're ready, you see. They're excited about this. They're, 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 they're pumped up to use modern language about this because they know that the king is coming. They know about this man, Jesus, and about the healing miracles and ministries that he has done. So I, I want us to think about this word, this power word, Hosanna, in this way. You and I, all of us, church, need Hosanna in our lives. We need a pocket Hosanna ready when we need it. And look, if you don't have pockets, ladies, put the Hosanna in your purse, okay? But get that Hosanna ready, okay? Because you're going to need it, and here's why, okay? I, I, I want to unpack this with you. You, you know, think about, think about this scripture text as it relates to you and I. I always want us to think about scripture in a very relevant, applicable way always. So think about this now. Like Jesus, church, you and I metaphorically will walk with Jesus into the city of Jerusalem in our own lives. And it won't come just once. It won't come just twice. It happens often. So this text is very relatable for you and I. You and I metaphorically will walk into Jerusalem in our lives. And let me explain it this way. As we walk into Jerusalem with Jesus Christ in our own lives, there will be high moments. And those high moments in our lives, church, are happy, they are joyous. They are joy-filled. It's almost as though we're on the mountaintop. Am I speaking to you? You know what that's like, okay? And that's a blessing, and that's a gift, and we need to thank God for that. Another way of looking at this is when life is good and things are going great and we're singing 
Hosanna, and we're just, just happy to be here. It's like riding on a high wave. You follow me? Okay. But what happens? What happens? Like with Jesus, as we move into Jerusalem, we're tested, you see. We're tested. You and I were tested. Our children are tested. We're tested, you see. We're tested. An example of how you and I are tested. Let me just give you one example, okay? We're riding the high wave, okay? And we're tested because drama strikes, okay? Drama hits the home. Drama hits the marriage. Drama hits the children. Drama hits the church. Drama hits the workplace. And that high wave, you see, that we were riding on, what happens? It just comes crashing down upon us. And you see, we go, when that happens, from being joyful you see, to being completely stressed out and distressed. Are you following me? You see, we're tested when drama happens. We're tested, you see, when that pot is stirred. We are tested. And you know, drama, it happens. It happens to all of us. Look, somebody says something about us. Somebody says something about the spouse. Somebody says something about the children. Are you listening to me? Okay. They don't say it, of course, to our face, right? Where do they go? They go to social media, right? They go and they gossip behind your back. Do they not? Drama. That pot is just stirred. Listen, listen. They go and they slander your name. They go and they slander your family's name. And that hurts. That's not a joyful moment for you, for I, for absolutely anybody. And look, when that happens, you feel backstabbed, do you not? You feel absolutely betrayed, do you not? It happens, you see. Drama happens, and you and I are tested. We go, church, listen to me, we go from being joyful to being distressed, you see. Pay close attention to what I'm going to say now. This, you see, is Jerusalem. This is Jerusalem. Did Jesus not enter into the gates of Jerusalem, joyful. The people were joyful. They had Hosanna on their tongues. But what happens very quickly as we move through Holy Week? Jesus is what? He's betrayed. He's denied. He's put on trial. He's beaten. He is crucified. You see, the drama was building in Jerusalem. The pot was being stirred in Jerusalem. You and I, church, we walk that same metaphorical journey with Jesus, the same 
kind of things happen, you see, as it happened to Jesus. So listen to this. That's why, church, you and I need a pocket Hosanna. We need to have that word on our hearts and on our minds often, you see. We need to have it ready. We need to have it ready to pull out and to know and to say and to believe. And here's why. You see, a Hosanna church will move us toward, listen to this, more joy, more grace, more contentment. And Hosanna will then move us away from, listen to this, negativity, complaining, Drama, division, dissension, and here's a big one, envy, envy. You see, it will move us away from these things when we are able to speak the power word, Hosanna, and speak it often. Now, let me give you a warning. We need to hear this, and I quote, There will be many voices, church, in our lives that will call to you to lure you away from speaking the name Hosanna. You must absolutely say no, N-O, to those voices, even when the allure is powerful The temptation is strong, the rewards seem bright, and listen to this, or the detour, or the detour seems easy. Church, let me wrap up with this. Do what the Word of God asks you to do, church. Do what the Word of God commands us to do. Speak church, the word Hosanna, often. Fill your day with the word Hosanna, often. Fill your prayers, church, with the word Hosanna, often. Fill your mind, you see, with the word Hosanna, often. And absolutely, church, fill your conversations with the word Hosanna often. Listen to the scripture here, and I'm going to wrap it up. I'm going to verse 13. Remember, Jesus is moving through this city of Jerusalem, and here's what happens. Verse 13. They took branches of palm trees, which we have done just beautifully, and went out to meet him and cried out this power word, Hosanna, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, the King of Israel. So I thought it appropriate that you and I end the sermon time together by saying together as a church the word Hosanna. So on the count of three, let us say it with great energy and with deep faith. You ready? One, two, three. Hosanna! Amen. Let me pray for us. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord, I love this church. I love the people, Lord, that are here. Lord, they, Lord, faithfully want to seek you.
Lord. They very faithfully want to walk with you, Lord. Life by no means is easy. Lord, we all have our Jerusalems, Lord, and those dark moments, Lord, they can be just that. They can be dark. They can be frustrating. They can be um, they, they, they can just be quite uh, disturbing, Lord, and we can be filled with despair, Lord, as Jesus was. Lord, I pray, Lord, that what we can take from this scripture is the power word, Hosanna, that we can keep it on us, that we can know that word and know, oh God, that it must be spoken often. Lord, that will keep our head up and our eyes looking toward the heavens. It will be a way of protection. Lord, it will also fill our spiritual vessels, Lord, in which we need, Lord, because we know above all, Lord, that you never leave us nor forsake us. Hosanna be to your name. In Jesus we pray. Amen.